0: On the show, they bring together the best and brightest minds to share with you how to have a more confident financial picture. They empower listeners with simple, common sense and financial wisdom. And now, here are your hosts from LPF Advisors.
1: Hey, I want to welcome everybody to the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors. I'm your host here, always, Chris Flammey. And today I have the honor of welcoming Naomi Wood to the show. She is a benefits specialist with a global leader in research development and implementation of programs in the health, education, workforce, food security, and housing sectors. She's also holds an MBA with experience in benefits administration, pensions, and retirement plan administration. Naomi, thanks for being here and welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Chris. It's a pleasure. Thank you for welcoming me onto your podcast. Yeah, Thank we're going to have some
1: fun. Okay, so <laughs> let's start with your interesting history. So take me kind of through briefly <coughs> what led you to where you are today.
2: So what led me to where I'm at today is I'm um, doing under an undergrad class that I took um, when I was pursuing my business in human resource management degree and I had to do a presentation to compare benefits. So I did a comparison on two major companies. And the reason why I did that is because people, when they first go to a job or interview for a job, their main concern is how much they're going to get paid, but it should be benefits, right? So my thing is I was really became, I did the comparison of each company's benefit plan all the offerings, things that people overlook because you need that security when you're working. You need retirement, right? For when you retire and you want to plant, you want to save. And then also you need coverage, medical coverage, you need dental coverage, vision, and also the supplemental life insurance and medical coverages, too. So I just feel like I wanted to be that person to really educate people and say, hey. When you go to a job, really think about why you're working. Are you working just for the money or are you going to have a overall better you and with benefits your overall better you.
1: Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Now, you bring up something really interesting there. Mm-hmm. So you, everybody runs into that where it's it's just a lot of people initially. It's all about the paycheck. What am I getting yes. paid? What's you know what's it going to be? So maybe you answered the question in your answer, but how do you think you overcome that? Because um, that's a very common thing where they're just thinking about what do I get every two weeks or what's in my paycheck. So is it the education that provides the ability to overcome that, or what do you think helps people see the long term view of having those other things?
2: I still have. A hard time, even with like friends and family, right? Yeah. Um, articulating that, but my thing is because everybody's like, "Oh, I need money to survive." Oh, I'm leaving this job for that. But if you really look at it, does your company offer a retirement plan with a good match, right? So those are things that you. Is their portfolio diverse? Because people too, they they don't when they go to a retirement plan, they don't figure, don't worry about if they have. Stocks, bonds, index funds—you know all that. Which I'm kind of nerdy places. in that. So yeah, right. yeah. So people aren't looking at that. So people aren't worried about how their retirement would grow. I always hear about some people right now saying, "Oh, does the company offer a pension?" I'm like, seriously, how many companies do we have right now to offer a pension?
1: There, there hasn't <laughs> been a, there hasn't been a new pension I think in 20 years. Like a company that's created one and. Yeah. Those are a dying breed. If they, if they right. have those now, it's uh that's a huge win.
2: And when I hear that question, that means that you don't want to save enough until your retirement on your own. So that's, exactly. you know, one thing. Yeah. And then also to, um, you know, people are always just worried about, this is the main thing I need to worry about right now. And don't worry about my future. I hardly go to the doctors because I don't trust this and that. And it's just so like, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, Just the things that I hear. But, um, you know, my thing is, too, because I do have like that accounting background and I shouldn't, you know, spill all this, but I'll tell people you can lower your taxable income, too, if you're worried about that. Yeah, right. So, you know, because your medical, dental and vision deductions and also your retirement, if you enroll into like just um, a traditional um, 401k right. and also um, your HSA and your FSA, those are pre-tax. So you're lowering your taxable deduction. Yeah. I'm always looking at it from that point as well, right. where other people may not look at it like that.
1: Yeah, sure. OK, so that that's good. I like that now. If you could go back in time, uh, maybe to the young, to visit with the younger you, Mm -hmm. what is maybe some advice that you would give to that Naomi? Something that you know now that you wish you knew when you started out?
2: So I will be honest with you. The younger, I feel like I'm still growing and I Mm -hmm. feel like I'm learning from the older Naomi and applying it to my. New Naomi, and I don't know if that makes sense, but with this role from jumping from retirement over to the health and welfare side, I had to do a lot of unlearning. So that means I do have to go back to my past Naomi of how I started out, thinking about what my managers were telling me, you know, telling me this, my mentors of them telling me of how to prioritize yourself. Um, how to accept criticism so i I was thinking about that that question all you know for the last few days of how I would articulate that, and basically. The old Naomi is speaking to the new Naomi. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah. Right. Everybody has that inner voice, right? Whether they admit it or not, we're all speaking to themselves. Right. And I, I do not look forward to the day where we can, I'm sure it'll come when we can read other people's thoughts, but I don't think I'm going to sign up for that.
2: Right. And, and I have another point because I've always said that I never wanted to be like a manager. Mm-hmm. So that was the younger Naomi. Now the older Naomi is like, no, I want to take on that management role. So, so I don't know. The older Naomi is speaking to the new Naomi.
1: Yeah, I like it. We're (laughs) going to go with that. It it might sound like the title of the podcast. I like that. Okay. So let's, um, let's jump in a little bit to kind of the core of what you do. So what, what do you think is often the, the biggest misconception that people have about company-provided benefits? Why they either might be hesitant or maybe some things that they often think this is what they're getting, but they're not?
2: Interesting. Let me tell you. So you you explained our company, car, the current company that I work for, yeah. and a lot of, um, re, lot of the employees are... Research and health policy. Mm-hmm. So when I'm speaking to them one-on-one, when they're you know enrolling to their benefits, they're shocked by their price, okay. how much they have to pay, how much mm-hmm. a deductible, how much you have to meet your deductible before the um, plan p- covers the cost. Yeah. So that is one of the biggest misconceptions that I mean, they feel as though that the company should offer more benefit but pay less as the employee should pay less Sticker right right right
1: and a lot of times if it's the first time they've ever even been involved with a company that offered those types of benefits maybe their perspective is maybe talking to their parents or something or maybe their parents had something that was totally paid for and covered or they didn't have any out-of-pocket or any expense and as you know working in the industry that you do those days are kind of numbered or they're long gone so yeah
2: just as me, I, I grew up. My father was in a union, so of yeah, course, right. just imagine union benefits, right? Yep, excellent. I had braces; never thought of it. My mom probably didn't even pay for it. <laughs> right, I don't know right. small copay. So yes, yeah, so
1: <laughs> well, they paid for it, just not yeah. monetarily. They <laughs> definitely paid for it. Okay, so if you're if you're having to go through a change or something major is going to change from a benefit standpoint, drawing <laughs> back on your experience. Um, What kind of challenges do you often face when the change is necessary and you have to communicate that?
2: Oh, my goodness. Just with the CARES Act alone, you know, when COVID, Mm -hmm. just communicating the FSAs, right? Mm -hmm. We had that change where... So if if no one's aware of how an FSA work, typically the money, you set aside money for that year, but if you don't use the entire amount, it's like a use it or lose it. Now, some companies can adopt like a portion can be rolled over, carried over to the following year, which we did. And then you can use that, you have 90 days to use it, right? But with the CARES Act, they did extend that from um that, 2020 monies could roll over into 2021, no limit on the amount, and then 2021 monies could be rolled over into 2022, right? So it was a little confusing of, you know, communicating at the people when the their claims, and then also with the that's just the healthcare FSA, then you had the dependent care FSA. Um, <laughs> so all those changes, I have to get a better understanding in order for me to um, communicate that information to people. And it was really hard to communicate once it stopped for the 2022 year. Because our record keeper of um, or FSA dollars, that money that carry, that's carrying over from 21, it's not going to be available until April 1st of 2022. So right, confusing, right? So I have
1: no, no federal program is ever easy. No, no law that they make is the implementation of it is ever right.
2: Simple, right. So that's just healthcare, and but so um, during the pandemic, I was recently I was working as a TPA um, record keeper for retirement plans. So there were a lot of changes too with the retirement of um, who you know. They changed the age 70 and a half rule and all those. Just, it's just, a, I don't even want to get into it right now, but it's just so confusing um, with all the changes. And just me as the administrator trying to keep up with it and then articulating it to the employee, they get thrown off, you know, and it's just a
1: lot. <laughs> it is, absolutely. <laughs> well, and that's why it's a full-time job, and that's why you need either multiple people or persons that are, you have to stay on top of the information changing, then you have to communicate it in a, a efficient way where people get it, and then they mm-hmm. still have questions, and you have to be able to answer those, so.
2: I do go to multiple sources, Chris, I'll be honest with you. I, I speak to my, um, the administrator's of our FSA plans or, you know, um, or record keepers. Mm -hmm. And also I go to like the IRS website, which may be a little bit more confusing too. And then Mm I also try to do a little bit more blogs. Um, I belong to a lot of, um, memberships, like for the international foundation of employee benefits, Mm -hmm. ASPA. I try to, um, search for different information so I can dummy it down for myself, so I can better communicate it to the employees.
1: Yeah, and, and would you say is communication probably the the biggest key in in getting a message out when there's a big change in a policy or or um, how a benefit works?
2: Yes, because I believe that the person is writing the communication makes it even more confusing for the person. <laughs>
1: That's all, there's a lot
2: of truth in that. I don't know. I mean, you're a financial advisor, right? So I'm pretty sure when you go to those conferences, because I've been to the ASPRA conference, a couple yeah. other webinars, I'm just on in there like, you made this harder than what it really is. So communication is very, very hard. And, and that's something that I'm dealing with right now. Even during open enrollment, this was my very first open enrollment as a retire- as a benefit specialist, administering the health and welfare plans, just communicating when the fears, you know, what option, what benefit changes that we have for the next year. And I need to get out of this mindset that this information is helpful, it's needed, but I also have that in the back of my head where people are not going to read it. Is that negative?
1: it's just just reality it's true yeah so then they're going to want to ask questions and have you kind of re-explain it to them which is which is fine as long as they get to the point where they can make an informed decision
2: right so that's one thing right now that my goal is for this year is to be a better communicator but just basically written as i'm speaking to someone i i can relay information I, i believe i can like paint a picture for them as as I'm speaking. Like I told someone, they said, do I have to enroll in medical, dental, and vision? And I said, no, just think of it as you're going into a cafeteria. You're going to go pick and choose what you want. So I communicate better than I can write because I feel like it's not giving off that detailed, direct information that people need when it comes to their benefits.
1: And we all learn differently. Some people mm-hmm. are visual, and some people are audio, and some people like to read things. But yeah, finding what the person their best communication style and how they understand things, and being able to relay it, that's important. Okay, well that right. segues into the one of the other questions I wanted to ask you. Okay. So, can you think of a, a recent or maybe a most satisfying uh, HR or a benefits win? Something you know that worked out really well, or that you help somebody overcome or, or something that you were really proud about?
2: Um, recently here.
1: Well, it could, it doesn't have to be where you are now. It could just be any time in your experience.
2: Especially in retirement. I feel like I was more, most helpful. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell me about that. I had a widow who had called, she was approaching retirement and she had questions about the plan that, you know, about her benefits. Mm -hmm. So, I'll be honest with you. I've become very personable when I speak to anyone. So I had asked her, I said, is this just just your only plan or do you have money somewhere else? And she said, my life is a mess right now. I believe I do. I said, can you figure it out? And I'll go ahead and get you connected to one of our financial advisors. And she said, I really don't trust anybody right now. So of course, if you looked at my portfolio, I've worked with a a lot of financial advisors so I said I know I'm, I know I'm not supposed to do this but I'll go ahead and connect you with one of my financial advisors so then they can go ahead and help you along the way and I thought she's not going to do it but I'll go ahead and um, make the call to my financial advisor partner and then we could go ahead and get her connected and made the call and it was the best thing ever. She called back, congratulated me, and she got every. She had money. She not only had money from her previous jobs, but also like plans from her deceased husband that she needed to consolidate. She felt more rest assured because she said she did speak to someone prior, but they kept giving her the run around, weren't answering her calls fully. And this is what I stress to people when you're offering a product, You have to be available to people because especially with your money, people are not going to trust you. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, just from me, I think that gave me satisfaction that she was comforted and she, she felt relaxed because when you're going into retirement, you have money. You know, she had a a lot of money. That's why I was like, you got a lot of money here. You know, have you spoke to someone? People want to make sure that they're safe. And that's what I want to do. I want to make sure people are safe. They're not going to get scammed, misled, talked out to anything. So that's when I take my time and I got her over into a good investment portfolio. Yeah, that's, that's
1: good. That's a great example. I mm -hmm. mean, uh. That's, that's part of what we do here on the podcast is getting information out to people so they can have a, a more, they feel more comfortable about their retirement and what right. they've done and how they planned it out. Okay, that's great. Let's switch gears. I want to talk a little bit about retirement plans. So okay. when it comes to 401ks, retirement plans, what are you seeing as being the most desirable features or what you know employees are asking for, demanding, or wanting when it comes to a 401k?
2: The Roth. Feature. Okay. So a lot of people. So tell us that about wrong, that. So right? tell us about that. So you're able to, you're paying your taxes up front, right? So, and as long as you have the money, have the account established for five years and you're of age 59 and a half. You can withdraw that money tax free. So that's a better option for people. So when they are when they go to retire, you're not paying additional taxes on that money that you set aside, right? Even though it's pre-tax for traditional, but a lot of people want that um, Roth feature, yep.
1: basically. Yeah. That's a good place for us to kind of pause on that. And mm-hmm. you explained that really well. With the 401k, usually it's pre-tax. It goes in pre-tax and they pay taxes on it when they take it out. Mm -hmm. If they use the Roth component, if that's available now, not all 401ks yet have the Roth part, but a lot of forward-thinking companies do. Mm -hmm. You can separate out your contributions to either put them in the Roth part or you could do some in the traditional pre-tax part and some in the Roth part. And that can be especially important if the person maybe is going to retire prior to 59 and a half without tax dollars. So that's what you're seeing as being a really desirable feature.
2: Yeah. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. When I work, yes. My, my previous role, you heard a lot of people saying, hey, I, when are we implementing the Roth? And I said, soon, mm-hmm. soon. You yeah, haven't, right. But yeah, that's one of the needs.
1: The other important thing about that Roth uh, thing is that there is no income limits, right? So right. if someone's making a really, really high income, normally they could not contribute to a Roth because they make too much money. Correct. But that limit goes away. It doesn't exist with the Roth 401k. So that's a people who are higher income amounts able to still participate in that
0: correct yes yeah that's
1: great all right so what do you think is the biggest mistake that you see people making when it comes to retirement plans
2: they don't start savings um soon right so I, i feel like this is one of the things as soon as you get your job enroll into the plan if it's available um immediate enrollment but just enroll into your plan of course if you're not Familiar of how with investments you have enroll into one of the target age funds. I mean, they have that. I don't know if they still call it that or not, Chris. The target age, age, target, target age. Age. Yeah. Right. So enroll in that. Then you know it's based on the age that you're going to retire. So mm-hmm. and also um get yourself educated. speak We have all types of what your company may offer. So many types of well financial wellness seminars. Just you know, get seek. Seek advice from the most resources that had the best repeti- repetition, right? So that's basically with your record keeper, meaning who's holding your your 401k plan. And also speak to your anyone in HR, meaning your retirement specialist or your benefit specialist there. And you can get some good advice. Don't just seek out to your friends or Facebook. That's ridiculous. So- <laughs>
1: Yeah, everyone's got a crazy uncle that's got investment advice on (laughs) the the most recent uh, cryptocurrency or stock to buy. And I think you you bring up some good points there because if you you can enroll right away, especially if they have a match, that's free money. And a lot of the plans now, you've probably seen this, they have what's called an auto escalate where you can raise your contribution by, say, like 1% a year on a certain date. And what a, I think what a lot of people miss is that if they auto-escalate even by 1% and they're getting raises, even if they're nominal, 2 to 3%, you exactly. don't even notice that is happening. If, if you do it right when you come on, right when you hire on or very soon after, then you just get in the habit of doing that and it automatically comes out of your paycheck. You don't even have to move the money.
2: Exactly. I think that's such a great feature. I actually um, took advantage of that feature and I did not... I did not miss that money at all, right? Out of out of mine. And exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So no. Okay, let's talk about
1: HSAs. So yes. you, you mentioned FSAs earlier. Yes. And you know, not to be confusing or anything, but now we have another thing with an SA and it just has a different letter. So why don't you give us the difference between the an HSA and an FSA? and what it allows employees to do.
2: So HSA health savings accounts are much more flexible than FSA accounts, Mm -hmm. meaning um, you can choose to contribute or not contribute to an HSA account. The limit to contribute is different than FSA, meaning Mm -hmm. you can contribute more per year. This year Mm -hmm. it's 3,650 for individual, 7,300 for family. family. So also too, when you leave your company, if you were to leave voluntarily or terminate, that money stays with you. So that means you can take that money with you. It's not going to be forfeited. It belongs to you. It's also pre-tax, so you can deduct it as taxable income, right? And also inside your, your administrator of the HSA account They usually have investments where if you build your portfolio, your HSA account, meaning you can invest some of those dollars into the market as well. So that's also another option for you to be comfortable in your retirement. So I, I just... I really dislike the hsa accounts
1: oh they're much more flexible and yes. like you said it's not use it or lose it and then you can almost look at it as an additional savings account for healthcare expenses in retirement if you don't end up using it at all correct it can be used for that and you mentioned you can even in some cases you can invest a portion of that right uh, if so you know you're not going to use it
2: right and also too so if you are enrolled into an in, deductible plan and it's linked to an HSA account. Where my company we offer also offer the limited purpose FSA. So my HSA dollars, I am my contributions. I'm saving those right, let them those grow. And I use my limited purpose money. I also contributed to that this year. So if I have any dental or vision expenses to use, so I'm, I'm trying to be a little well. I, I definitely took a strategy to be smarter with my money and my savings. Now going forward, so and I hope everyone else I I communicate that to my friends and family, and I think they get tired of that. So,
1: well, keep keep telling them, (laughs) Naomi, eventually it'll sink in. They're thick skulls, especially with friends and family. They it's funny because, like, you care so much about them, you give them the advice, and then, like, at Thanksgiving or Christmas, they say, Oh, yeah, I had this person tell me this, I'm gonna do it and you look at them, and you're like, I've been telling you to do that for like nine years. All the time. I had that idea. This is not what I told you. not this person.
2: All the time.
1: they don't listen to you because you're related to them. But I
2: have employees who will call up and They'll give me their strategy of how much they saved here and they can apply, you know, start paying off student loans. And I'm like, my family doesn't even listen to me, but you're yeah. listening.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. OK, let's switch gears. So what what would you say up to this point, Naomi, is your biggest life accomplishment, either personally or professionally or both?
2: Personally, raising my three kids and okay. also finishing finishing my degrees Mm -hmm. Uh, that was a huge accomplishment especially my undergrad so yeah
1: absolutely mm -hmm. awesome and how old are your kids
2: so my oldest is 29 my my son um he's 20 he'll be 24 that's why i'm and then my youngest um she'll be 21 everyone's having birthdays pretty soon so 29 23 and 20 so
0: yeah
1: I'm jealous. I still got young kids. So I still got, I got some rowing to do still. Okay. <laughs> now outside of work, is there something that you're especially passionate about personally?
2: Right now is my health because I okay. do have that time, you know, I raised my kids. So right now it's just taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. So um, I just make sure that I go on hiking working out i started doing these hit workouts which are awesome oh yeah those are popular yeah, yeah they are they are so and that's it just you know enjoying life and just finding me because i, I did enter a new chapter of being an empty nester yeah. so mm-hmm. well, i on. think
1: what we've all learned with the pandemic is if you we took it we probably took for granted our health right if you don't, if you don't have that then you know you can't really function yes. or do much of anything Okay, that's great. Mm -hmm. So going forward, what would you say, what would you consider to be the biggest opportunity for you for the future?
2: My biggest opportunity? Oh, that's so hard. Right now, especially with the company that I work for, my biggest opportunity right now is learning more about their international benefits.
1: Okay, okay.
2: Because we are a global organization, right? So that would be, that would like, be extreme and I, I would love to dive deep into their international side to help yeah because that varies right?
1: probably from country to country yes as operate mm-hmm. okay now mm-hmm. would you also say that's your biggest challenge as well that or, i mean or is that something that you're required to do or that- oh
2: it is it is and okay. it, that was a challenge to me just you know i've only been with the company now for seven months and it is yeah. a challenge yes hmm mm-hmm.
1: It'd almost be like having to learn a different language, maybe. Oh, or, or yes. Or I'm
2: it. I'm dealing with burial claims, right? Because they have a life benefit, so okay. I'm dealing with that as well. Um, the different pieces: who is entitled to what? Because if we have like we have expats and we have third country nat- nationals, so I have yeah. to remember who am I speaking to? What benefit do they um get? How is it taxed? Right. So those are, that's my biggest challenge right now.
1: Lots to keep track of. Yes. Okay. Well, we're getting pretty close to the end. I wanted to ask you if people wanted to reach out or contact you or just, you know, find you on the web or something, Mm -hmm. is LinkedIn probably the best way to do that?
2: LinkedIn is the best way to find me. It's Naomi G. Wood.
1: Okay. And I think there's an MBA behind there too. Yes. Because there's a lot of Naomi Woods on LinkedIn. So if you do the MBA one... You're likely to get right to the right person. (laughs) Okay, perfect. (laughs) Naomi, listen, I want to thank you for taking the time to be here with me today. You've been a real pleasure to have on the show. Very informative. We learned a lot. And I want to thank everyone for listening, watching the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors, where we hope to raise the retirement confidence of everyday people to another level, one show at a time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And thanks, Naomi, for being here. Take care. Be well. We'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to the Confident Retirement Podcast with Chris and Mark from LPF Advisors. For more information on them and retiring confidently, please visit lpfadvisors.com. If your ears are pleased and your mind is now at ease, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.